Welcome to episode 7 of Journeys Adrift. Today we have something a little special for you guys. We have a little promo from our friends over at Cosmopunk. So, I'm going to be quiet for just a second and let you guys listen to this lovely promo. Hi, did you know you can upgrade the reactor on our ship to a toroidal series 3 turbofan model? No. I mean, it's only slightly exploded, look. No. Ladies, ladies, we've got a job. Oh, thank God, I don't care what it is. Just please don't veto my engines. It's some kind of advertising job for our Cosmopunk show, it looks like. Uh, but it's got to be quick. It can't be anything longer than 50 seconds. Uh, flyboy, set a timer for 50 seconds. No, we, we've already started. The timer's going to mean the damn thing. Oh, your gear's a rough idea. Hang on, I didn't agree to be in an advert. Well, it's too late. You're already in it. Besides, it'll be over by the time you get your fat coyote butt out the room. Hey, you're fatter than I am. Oh, stop arguing, you lot. I'll do it. <clears throat> Cosmopunk is a Starfinder actual play podcast focusing on character-driven storytelling. We're four friends from the UK, and occasionally more than four friends from not the UK. We play homebrew stories for the crew of the Like a Seven set in Paizo's Starfinder universe. Follow the adventures of four Eddie and Mercs as we get into trouble and the far side of space. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and check us out at Cosmopunk.net. Wow. That was actually really good. I don't know about you, but... Those sound like some cool people with some cool characters in a pretty cool spaceship. That's because they also play Starfinder. So I think you guys should go check them out if you want. But meanwhile, let's get to our episode. Last time on Journeys Adrift, the crew chickened out on their plan. Look, hacking is a risk on its own and I'm fine with it, but that is a chaos agent that does not make this very secure at all. Shots may have been fired. With one set of arms crossed uh, and the other two draw both her weapons and place them on the table. One of them goes off and you shoot the bartender in the head. Disguises were attempted. It would just be Tetsu and myself, I believe. Those are the only people I can disguise. Moat has a faceplate. One's a rock, one's a jellyfish. Tetsu's the only one that looks remotely humanoid right now. <laughs> and the crew received their first paycheck. You've proven rather trustworthy. Here is the first half of your payment, and she uploads 100 credits to each of you. Tetsu's rich! Heck yeah. Now, let's jump into the action. <laughs> Best countdown <laughs> Did ever. The Three, I two, to time it. one. The confidence of the person in charge. <laughs> I try. I try. You're welcome. I make even ourselves entertaining all the time. <laughs> okay. Last time we picked up with Zeha and Denal walking into this room. We have Dr. Lin on... The outside, kind of across from the silver drake on a bench, staring through holes in a newspaper that his eyes can't see through because he doesn't have eyes. Uh, we have Moat very far to the west side of the silver drake, having wasps fly overhead, looking through the glass ceiling. And we have Tetsu vlogging on a computer within the silver drake because he's not here for the mission. He just wants to make a vlog. That is true. But Zeha and Ninal... You walk into this back room, you see all of this again like last time. You see the holographic rug, you see the skull of the what looks to be an old, very large dragon to your top left. You see two tiny fox squirrel creatures on very large beds to your top right. Uh, you are greeted by a very large silver table 
The android that led you in here uh, looks very Data-like from Star Trek. The half-orc woman that is carrying a huge battle axe and a huge two-handed revolving turret gun. And a very small Farron, kind of Godfather-esque, behind the desk, who, as you guys walk in, you kind of hear this little background uh, jazz music going, and you hear him look up and say, Nino. Nino kind of looks at you for a second, looks at the room. You can tell that you guys are clearly like outmatched here. You're not in the best position, obviously. And you got this. Nino looks up and says, I am here to speak about the taxes. You see the Farron kind of stand up from behind the desk. He begins to walk forward to the kind of like standing on the holographic rug. You watch it kind of glitch out around his ankles. And he goes, yeah, the the taxes, right? The ones that the Starfinder Society, uh, specifically the Dreamer's Lodge, placed on us. Yep, we're not paying them. That's not what we're here for. We're here to run a mining operation. We had our taxes increase last year, and we were told there would be a two years wait for it. What's everyone else doing? Just keeping an eye out. Tetsu's, uh, like, every minute or two going... Is everything okay? Like, texting into his comm unit to, like, the group chat. Like, is everything okay? Are we still okay? Uh, I, I'm just kind of looking to see if anyone else enters the building. You know, if armed men in a van show up and, like, start storming the building, I'm gonna be like, mm, that's weird. I'd hope it's a little more than, eh, that's weird. Not gonna tell us, you're just gonna be like, huh, that's, huh, that's weird. That's for them. But the newspaper's <laughs> really good today. <laughs> I'm going to assume that Moat is going to, like, somewhat update us as well when he looks through. I can hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are, you, what are you looking for updates on from Moat? Because, like, right now he's looking through the room that you're in. Basically, look like Black Hawk over you guys. Yeah, no, not for Zeha, but for the rest of the team. Like, telling us what's going on. Gotcha, yes. I will say that Moat is basically live-tweeting you guys about what's happening in the room. They're talking. The guy walked to the holographic rug and they're talking. There's a big-ass orc with a huge gun in her hand and they're talking. Oh, they're killing Zeha. There's this really sick holographic rug there that is really awesome. distracting. I am also listening to what is being said because they gave me a listening device. Okay. And you are hearing the exact words that are going on currently. Mm -hmm. He says forward, he says that. He says that they are not paying these taxes. And then I'll says... Very well. We understand. That's why they sent me. We can discuss terms. Do you you want to do them here? You want me to come to the desk? I can show you some papers. Uh, and he's like, no, we're not paying them. At this point, Dr. Lin, you see a large lizard type race. Like you've been watching people walk down this road that you're like sitting in front of on the bench. And you, you see this guy. He's kind of in this mechanic get up he's got like a yellow dirty yellow jumpsuit and you just expect him to walk by like you've seen literally everyone else walk by but he turns down the the pathway to go into the silver drake make me a perception check all right i was gonna ask if he was armed but i'm guessing uh -oh. that's what this is for he's got a vest on and it's ticking <laughs> by oh, the goodness. way real quick because i suck what was the name of the group within the starfinder 15. or society that was like the other group? Aspis Consortium? The Dreamer's Lodge. Oh, Dreamer's Lodge, yeah. 
Dreamer's the Dreamer, Lodge? Yeah. The Dreamer's Lodge is the building on Leovara that the Starfinder Society operates out of. I knew that. Uh, does a 15 let me see the rocket launcher he has strapped to his back, or nah? All you see currently is you see this, again, this very large, like, lizard race. You can identify him as a Vesk. Okay. You see him in this getup. He's holding a huge wrench kind of across his shoulder as he's walking how, in. How huge are we talking? <laughs> It's moat size. It's big enough to turn like reactors on a ship nuts oh, kind of thing. Okay. And you see something move, literally like his pocket kind of shuffle move. Uh, that's what you see with your perception check. All right, then Len's going to kind of like fold his newspaper, put it on his lap, and then send out a text over the comms um, saying, "There's a vesk." coming your way, large wrench, something moving in his pockets. I imagine a robot. Question. Being in there and having, like, under the guise of, like, being her assistant and, like, shuffling notes on my little device, can I have this still, like, in front of me as if I'm taking notes and receiving these updates as well? Yes. I'll say currently you can. Uh, if you ever get asked to do something, like, okay, they are come with me, or, like, something like that. Like, if you're actively moving, it's going to be hard for you to pay attention particularly. But right now, like, you can basically, like, see the update come across your comm system, and you're basically, like, reading reading the preview of the text, if that makes sense. But you're, you're getting the whole thing. Perfect. Tetsu's going to be just standing up, like, looking like he's just getting a stretch for a minute. Okay. As you stand up, make me a perception check. Oh, I don't like that. Ooh! Uh, 25. I rolled a 19. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. It's like my best roll yet. As you stand up, just shifting in the right direction, you see the girl beside you has positioned her body. You didn't know it until now, but she's positioned her body kind of between you and the computers. And you see her pull out this very small black box, and it has this blue and green circuit board-like lights on it. It's kind of dancing across it. And then you watch her plug it into the side of the computer, the tower. Do I know and what that is? you see all the lights turn this, like, blood red color. Uh, give me a computer check. What? What? Ah. what is going on? Eleven. I'm nervous. Tetsu, Tetsu, why didn't you insight check or, or sense motive these other companions? I blame you. Well, they were just <laughs> fellow I, friends. I will, get us killed. I will remind you. I know. I know. I don't... I didn't want to use it. You don't have to. Tetsu. Yeah, I don't want to use it. Tetsu. I don't want to use it. Tetsu. Okay. You watch her plug it into a computer. You imagine it's something that has to do with computers. Yeah. <laughs> and you imagine that it it changed what it was doing when she plugged it in because it changed colors. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Tetsu. <laughs> Listen. Different color mean different thing. <laughs> and she's not like doing anything to stop I'm me, panicking. right? I'm No. She, like, sees you, and, like, she was already positioning her body between you before you stood up, and then when you stood up, you got to see this, basically. I'm, I'm just going to message someone in the computer lab is doing strange things as well. I think we're under attack. <laughs> what? When you say positioned, like, between the computers, like, what do you exactly... But, like, there's a computer in front of Tetsu, there's a computer in front of her, like, she was blocking her own screen? Yeah, like, her own computer, her own tower, like, she was putting her body between Tetsu and her computer. Okay. Like, scoots her whole seat over and everything, and then you see her pull this thing out, very small, gets, like, terabyte size USB kind of thing, and she just plugs it in. Boat, at the same exact time, 
begins live tweeting to you guys and, and says, Yeah, Wasps also sees uh, there's, there's some people up on the roof. And this is like what you're getting through the live tweet, uh, clearly. He goes on to explain that they're, they're hard to see. Couldn't see them if Wasp wasn't above them. But there's two of them. Uh, right. At, at that, Wait. Eisen is going to stand up and ask the robot if he can go to the bathroom. <laughs> the robot? <laughs> She's an android. I, I so apologize. Don't be mean. <laughs> yeah, you stand up and basically when you stand up, you begin to come to her and you see her look up from the computer. She's like, yes, you need the restroom. Okay. Two clicks. All of you inside the diplomatic room begin to watch this other android that has gotten tattooed, the data-like android, walk out. He gets behind the desk, and... Tetsu's coming out at this point, too. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna ask everyone to roll initiative, actually, right now. <sighs> I uh, wonder just, why. It, it, we're, we're, I, I don't want to jump between a bunch of people the whole time. Like, we're not in combat, clearly, but this is to uh, track turn orders here. Big net one. I need to know what everyone's doing every six seconds, basically, and I don't want everyone trying to jump. Like, I move all the way into the back room in two seconds. I'm on fire tonight. 17. Yep, I see it now. It's, it's right there. Oh, joy. I rolled an eight. I rolled a three. Aizen is prepared to go. Aizen is just like, this is going to go bad. The melee are excited. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just need to finish this Peanuts cartoon, then I'll, then I'll be right there. Guys, Garfield did a thing. Guys, Garfield hates Mondays. Ain't that something? <laughs> I'm mad when you said cartoon, though. My brain immediately went to, like, a video instead of, like, the actual, like, newspaper cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone too digital, y'all. Uh, hold on, this let me problem. finish this episode of Family Guy. <laughs> it's just the episode. Futurama, no? <laughs> okay, but Aizen, you are first on initiative. Yes, my goal, my goal is just to get as... As close to the, you know, door as possible without you know, breaking line of sight with the main entrance. So I, I'm just going to, you know, follow along with this android for the time being. I think you should sense mode of the GM. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> space master, space daddy. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, walking around. Aizen, you are able to basically, like, get all the way around to the desk in your six seconds. Because you're obviously not, like, running or anything. Yeah, I, I'm purposely walking at an even pace to not raise, like, suspicion. Yeah. Tetsu. Tetsu is going to eye the computer lab friend he made, curiously, and just look like he's casually also, like, heading out so he can go to the bathroom again. But yeah, I'm, I'm coming out here to look for, like, the wrench guy to see if, like, I can see what's being described. Like, is there anything on the glass roof? Give me a perception check. You, like, walk out these doors. You're in the main room now when you see Aizen, like, getting led back to the restrooms now. And you can give me a perception check. My my combat rolls are going to be junk because these are all great. 22. Oh, yeah. Total junk. Like, once once the shit hits the fan, I'm dead. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> I'll say with your 22, you hear footsteps coming up the steps outside, even though the door is closed. You look up to, like, the roof at the angles you imagine Moat's trying to describe. You don't see anything. Okay, do I have enough of a turn to, like, go stand at the doorway? Sure. I just go kind of, like, over this way, seeing Aizen walking around the back. It is Moat's turn. He is going to begin moving towards the building. I don't know exactly how he works, so I'm just kind of playing him by on the fly. Uh, they're going to have Wasp continue to circle high above to keep eyes on 
these two figures that are like semi-invisible continue to live tweet you guys the uh, figure's still here they're on the corners of the building over the main room wait does main room refer wait. to like the <laughs> desk room or you yeah you get the sense he's talking about the uh the like the diplomatic room because that's okay, where that's yeah. where they were keeping track and did he mention like me getting a little nervous here looking at this um did he what kind of figures they are is it too far away like what yeah they don't really have a beat on like what kind of figures they are they're like for mo for all intents and purposes completely transparent like he just sees shimmers in the like a across and above the glass and he can tell that there's something there if that makes sense think a really good perception check on an invisible person uh yeah that's really nerve-wracking the hell is going on here as a reminder, because I think we forgot to mention it, we did give Nahal and Zeha a phrase word if things went sideways. Something about, yeah. like, dinner? Lunch and dinner about strawberries. <laughs> so, something in that realm, yeah. and I will know to break in if needed. We're not at strawberry yet, but they're talking, so I can't really even warn Nahal or anything. I will at most... It's not your turn, currently. I will, no, because technically I know all this is like in initiative order, so technically like it's been a while since they talked, but technically he just spoke, right? Yeah. Let me ask you really quick. Are you are you taking your turn? No. I'm reading all of this and I'm looking very nervous, but I am like on alert. That's really it. Can I hold until it is, until I want to reinsert myself in initiative? Sure. Let me know when you want to reinsert yourself. It's also this person's turn this uh, lizard's turn i'm hoping these are push doors uh they're not they're sliding to the side doors like <laughs> as we all just make sound effects you watch we just like to make those sounds <laughs> these doors kind of slide to the side <laughs> fancy they're broken doors. he fixes them with his big wrench uh, and then they properly slide to the side. But he begins to walk in the door and eventually faces up to you, Tetsu, and goes to walk by you. Quick question, if you will. This is what y'all see. Oh, he looks nice. He looks friendly. Tetsu, like, goes to get his attention real quick. He kind of, like, glances back to you. Yeah. I have an issue I would hope you could help with. Here at a job. And then he keeps walking. All right. Dr. Lin, your turn. Seeing all this kind of going on, Dr. Len's going to fold his newspaper, kind of put it under his arm, and stand. Um, I'd like to start walking towards the, like, entrance. But while I'm doing that, can I take, like, a seek action to see if there are any people that look like they're walking towards here with, like, purpose? Uh, like, anyone else coming from down the street? Yeah. You move about 60 feet towards the Silver Drake. Give me okay. a perception check. A 25. Okay. You're kind of looking around out here. No. With your perception check, you're pretty dialed into everything that's going on. Everyone looks like a random passerby. Like, you don't see anyone that's even watching the Silver Drake yeah. very intently or anything. Okay. Sounds good. And by good, okay. I mean bad. <laughs> Aizen, it is your turn. I'm just walking through the hallways. Yep. Data Android kind of leads you back to the hallway. You're brought into the same hallway that Tetsu was. You see doors on the right and left. Data Android says, restrooms are on the left. Feel free to take your time. I will be out here. Acceptable. And he'll enter one of the restrooms, but he'll look at the door for, like, locks or anything. Can I make an engineering check to see if they're, like, auto-lockable from, like, a system perspective? Yeah. Twelve. Not great, but okay. not bad. 
pretty easy, very standard door. Uh, it looks like it is not lockable from the outside and lockable from the in, the inside. Right. So I, I can't, my question is, I can't like be locked in here if I would just, you know, take a half a second. Yeah, it's basically a mechanical lock. I mean, you'd think like, obviously it could have super like crazy overrides or something, but he cannot turn something and lock you in. Right. Okay. Uh, then I'll just take the rest of the action, kind of just preparing, making sure that my armor is in the right place, and just in case I need to, like, sprint past this dude. It, imagine entering the bathroom, and, like, before you even turn around, you hear the door click locked behind you. Right. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh, no. No. That answers my 12 engineering roll. Objective, survive. Tetsu, it's your turn. Zeha, you can still jump in whenever you want, but you don't have to. I'm busy panicking. Technically, it hasn't been Ninal's turn, so yeah, that's like, what I'm what's up with to that? Myself. Oh, okay, then yes. Gosh. Kind of during and prior to Aizen's turn, uh, Ninal and the Farron are literally just spouting back and forth, like terms, whether they're going to pay or not. Last time he said that he was absolutely not going to pay anything. Ninal responds. Uh, especially, like, you know, Zeha responds with a very, like, chill diplomatic response. She's like, okay, we understand that. Uh, I can, do you want me to take your terms back to the Starfinder Society? I can do that. And, like, she's clearly trying to get him to lay out some terms. And he's like, yeah, tell him I'm not paying anything at all. Those are my terms. Tetsu, your turn. Tetsu is going to, like, look like he's going to, like, the concession stand over here or whatever to, like, grab a drink you said there are, is out there? Yep, a uh, bunch of clear liquid. Yeah, he's just gonna like pick one up, but he's really just focusing in on, because the guy seemed to go to the desk so he's just kind of listening to see what's going on there. Do I roll? Do I hear it? Tell you on his turn. Uh, you're probably, unless he's whispering. If he whispers, I'll make you roll. He hasn't said anything yet? No, he was walking up to the desk on his turn. He hasn't spoken currently. Okay, then yeah. Tetsu's just kind of listening and waiting. Okay. Moat doing the same thing they say that the figures on top of the roof are not moving whatsoever they're just positioned there kind of they are just on the roof and unmoving right now as moat moves up another about 30 feet lizard mechanics turn at the desk he looks at the android behind the desk who looks up he says yeah i gotta fix some in the back i don't i don't know what it is i can i can ask i can ask mel if you want you see her look up at the word mill. She kind of studies him for a second. Do you have an appointment? Do you have a work order? No. I mean, I was called here to fix something. I don't I don't have any papers or anything. Is that what you want? And that's the end of his turn. <laughs> Zeha. Uh, looking at Nanal in this conversation, is she looking at me? Does she need my help? Like, technically, I was not hired to negotiate. This is not what I do at all. Give me a sense motive. Yeah, that's a four. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, you cannot tell. She seems to be on kind of her back foot. Uh, not really. You don't know what's going on. It's kind of weird. Uh, but she, this isn't how diplomatic conversations are led. That's what I'll tell you with your four. Sure. Actually, though, I'm trying to see if this makes more sense. Could I, should I have done a culture check instead of a sense motive for her? For what I know about her sure what's your culture plus culture plus 10 damn <laughs> it's plus 10 
Yeah, I have plus zero to sense motive, but my I have plus ten to culture. Very okay. culture. So it'd be a fourteen. Yeah, so a fourteen with that roll. I will say that same thing. This isn't how diplomatic conversations are led, but you see her glance over to you a couple of times, and you get the sense that the glances aren't to help, but she's trying to gauge your reaction at what's going on. Two things. In your brain, this is not how diplomatic conversations are led whatsoever. She's doing something wrong. At the same exact time that you think she's doing something wrong, she seems calm enough to gauge your reaction. So it's not that I think that he's not letting diplomatic conversations happen. I think that she's not leading them in that way? Yes. The fuck? I'm going to... I still have my phone on me, right? Yeah. I'm going to... Hmm... I'm going to text everybody as well an update, and I'm just going to be like, because Aizen, you still hear this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So like, basically, I'm not here needing to relay the conversation. We have someone with sights. We have someone with ears. So I'm just going to be like, Nanal is acting strange. Something doesn't sit right with me. And then I'm going to <clears throat> clear my throat slightly. Um, so sorry, I didn't uh, don't mean to interrupt. If this is going to take a while, do you want... Do you want a snack? Are you hungry at all? Do you want me to... Do you want to sit down? <clears throat> no, it shouldn't take long at all. I'm not paying anything, and you guys can leave when you want. He's just pacing back and forth on the rope. Okay, that was directed to Nanal, though. Like, the hungry, like... Oh. Uh, uh, hungry. <laughs> gotcha. Well, he answers that, and then Nanal kind of turns to you. Sure. She goes, No, I'm just trying to make sure we, we get what we need before we leave. There it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I will just keep taking notes. Yes, of course. <clears throat> text, 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 text. Give me the signal and I'll get us the fuck out of here. Okay, Dr. Lin. Would that be my whole action or can I in this time also, um, what, what is, I want to learn about this guy, his, his species and all that stuff. I think it's just a culture check on its own for that, right? Or life science? Culture or life science. It depends what you're trying to learn. Life science is more like, does he bleed? What does he eat? Like that kind of stuff. Uh, culture is obviously his culture. No, I want I want to basically start establishing a foundation of what I normally do with anybody I meet. Um, basically, the foundation I need for my espionage knowledge ability. So that's a culture. That's a 21. Okay. What you know about the Farins are that they are from a planet called Ferrantis IV that was consumed by a black hole. There are very few survivors. You know that due to this, that a lot of them are very hard-edged. They kind of are a dog-eat-dog kind of person. Clearly shows with him. And you know that some of them, with that dog-eat-dog personality, clearly the slightly illegal route of pirating, obviously like Aspis Consortium, like those kind of jobs really appeal to them. And you'll see like, they're basically a race of gangsters, but there's not many of them kind of thing. Besides that, you know that they can survive in some very high gravity environments. Interesting. Thank you. Yep. Dr. Lin. So Dr. Lin's kind of going to pause when he sees the texts and then he's going to whip out his comm and uh, send back I feel there may be something Nenal hasn't told us. Something's off here. Uh, and then he's just going to spend the rest of his turn kneeling down and, like, adjusting one of his, like, foot wrap things he's wearing, pretty much tying his shoes to stall before he arrives at the entrance. <laughs> okay. I like it. So do you move up at all? Or are you just literally kneeling down there? 
Yeah, just kneeling down there, and then, like, at the end of my turn, I'll get up content with my adjusted foot wrap. Okay. So, middle of the walkway, you just kind of... Actually, give me a bluff check. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> yeah. Give me that bluff check. That man's not tying his shoes. <laughs> How can he tie shoes? He doesn't have fingers. Oh, 16 with a minus one. <laughs> I'm awesome. You have a minus one bluff and you roll a 16. Nice. I'm so good at this game. Guys, the rolls are too high right now. You lean down and tentacles very quickly. <laughs> you look like you're tying your shoes and everybody seems to believe you. They think you have <laughs> shoes on and that you're tying them. <laughs> Does Dr. Lynn wear shoes? He wears like these like foot wrap things pretty much. Not like clogs. Air Force Ones. <laughs> He's got the black Air Force Ones. No. Some that catch hands. <laughs> He's got some LeBrons on. You guys are ridiculous. Yo, Dr. Link could wear like one Air Force One, a LeBron, and an Air Jordan. And still have a free shoe <laughs> for the Gucci slides. Oh, boy. Okay, okay, okay. All right. The Farron continues just kind of pacing back. He's like, look, no, no. I don't know why you're here. I would implore you to leave. And you can go tell the Dreamers Lodge or whoever sent you that I'm not paying. I don't understand why they raised the taxes again. It was in the contract that they would not. This is very explicitly wrongful, which is my job, and I don't get it. So you can go. Takes notes. At this point, you see uh, Nanal begin to kind of turn around. And when her back's to you, you hear a whisper. We have to keep him talking. <laughs> I like this. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry, I was just like thinking about what, what's going on there. Uh, okay. Did that pick up? Did that pick up on the mic, Verizon? Yeah. Did I? Did I hear that? It's on her, right? The mic's on the Yeah. Specifically, I'm gonna on say her. no because it's like in her pocket, basically, and she whispered like there's like no vocal cords or anything kind of thing. Mm. It was so he couldn't hear, so I don't imagine a mic would pick it up. Yeah, I don't. I don't use my vocal cords when I whisper either. <laughs> Most people don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it depends on where the like mic was, I suppose. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you heard it rustling when she walked. It's in her pocket. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna wait here for just like a minute in game. That, that's appropriate for like I'm using the bathroom. Six <laughs> seconds later, you come out. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if I just immediately leave six seconds later, it's like that's not weird at all. I mean, that's honestly valid so yeah you let me know when you want right now you're six seconds in the bathroom basically mm -hmm. data's just like i don't believe you peed did you wash your hands okay the bathroom <laughs> inspection's rock. over you've passed with flying colors i'll be <laughs> your bathroom is quite clean okay tetsu it's your turn yeah this is all very shady stuff that tetsu's not enjoying he's he's just going to text back if this is a ploy do we not do anything and just kind of wait, because he's afraid of messing anything up right now, or he just wants to be here ready to run down the hall. So he's just going to shift around and like look like he's walking back here, just to get ready to run down the hallway if he needs to. That sounds good to me. Yeah, you can get there. You're kind of like slowly walking with a drink in hand. Just you look like you're chilling, so you can end up there at the end of your turn. Kind of in between the desk and the door to the computer room. Moat continues the exact same thing. It seems the figures on the roof are not doing anything. And Moat is moving up to a window that leads to the, the diplomatic room of the Silver Drake. I just want to say that Moat, like, blends in to the grass They right do. Now. It's so hard to find their token. They're so small. <laughs> All right. The Vesk, the mechanic Vesk, continues talking to the android behind the computer desk and is like, Look, I just got a job back there. 
I'm gonna go real quick. If Mel doesn't want me back there, he can uh, keep me out. You see her begin to try to step in front of him to stop. And you watch him pull out a very large gun and fire it at her. What? Holy crap. And Tetsu, give me a... There's not like a soldier lore check. Just An give engineer? me... Yeah, is there anything for guns? If engineering? Not, then just give me a perception. Engineering, probably. Is guns engineering? Yeah. Okay, give me an engineering yeah. check. We'll go with that. Either that or like a profession if he was like specialized in making them. Six, I think. Yeah, six. It's a gun. Uh, yeah. It's a very large rifle of some sort. Pulls it out. He's holding it like a sawed-off shotgun, like one-handed large rifle. And you watch him point it at her. He fires. And you see her go flying back, knocks over the chair, and lands on her back. She's clearly not a soldier. Oh, this was not okay. He begins to move around. <laughs> he just... Like, does he look at Tetsu? Does he no, care he, he looks very there? on a mission right now. Like, he doesn't glance at you, Tetsu, after he shoots her. He He's actually, like, power walking at this point. Is it, like, past me? Okay. Like, attack opportunity? I, actually, I'm going to say no. Okay, yeah. I wasn't holding an action, so... Yeah, he, he's still in your melee reach, so you don't get a reaction. Yeah, okay. Thought so. Okay. All of you hear that shot, though. It's very loud. <laughs> I would actually say you probably, like, lightly hear the laser pistol, not really knowing what that is. It could be a door, like, getting stuck or something, but you definitely hear the crash of a chair and a body. Mm -hmm. Me being, like, Zeha in this room. I hear this? Yes. And, like, everyone except for Dr. Lennon Moat here. Okay. I am going to caps lock, not even looking at my phone, text, hold. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I misspell it, but that's what I try to do. <laughs> so I, I kind of just text everybody, hold. Now, at this immediate sound, like looking at Nanal, this is like, she's okay with this. Is she panicked? Nanal looks scared as shit. Okay. Well, then. And Nanal, like, eyes wide. You get the sense she was purposely turning her back to him to whisper to you. The second that shot goes off, she is like, it's much like the KFAX fight. Like, she is like, knees bent, almost like in a crouched position, like ready to cover her head. And her eyes just read, what the heck? I add to that text, or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, oh, I don't have any of my guns on me. That's true. Enjoy. All right, I'm going to grab Nanal and start pulling her kind of back to this corner for kind of like cover from the door. And I look towards the man. Did this man give us a name, by the way? He has not yet. Okay. And it seemed that Nanal didn't quite know his name. And the way she was acting, like she never asked, it seemed like that might be normal. Okay. And then I'm going to like pull her back and like look at the guy and say, what is going on? Uh I don't know. And like, he's starting to move behind his desk and reaching down to a holster that he has on his side, like with a very large, like hand cannon looking pistol. Okay. I'm going to point towards the half orc and I just in auto giving, doling out orders type of like default. You get towards the door and give us cover. Give me a diplomacy check. <laughs> Do what I tell you. <laughs> a 16. Okay. She was like, beginning to raise her rifle towards you guys probably assuming that it was one of your friends and like you tell her to get towards the door and give you cover she like freezes for a second looks at the Farron, who is like you heard her protect the door we'll, yes. we'll question them later and you get the sense she is gonna begin to move up and give you cover 
Heck yes. Okay, That's awesome. uh, so that was movement. Yeah, that was basically everything for you, I think. Okay. Movement, you grabbed her, dragged her, which would have been like an action, and we got a diplomacy check in there. Perfect. Dr. Lin, give me a perception check real quick. <laughs> okay, I thought I didn't hear it at all. That's awesome. No, just from your position, I need a perception check. 19. Oh, no big deal. No pressure. <laughs> uh, 19. You heard something odd and a crash. Not quite sure what it is, but it's definitely something weird, whether someone dropped a plate of food or, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Dr. Len will assume the worst and pick up the pace to hurry in. I'm guessing double movement because I'm a decent ways away from the entrance. Double movement can get you inside the door if you wish. Yeah, so I'll just kind of step in. Can I see the uh, person on the ground? You cannot. Okay. You're walking through the door as you see this Vesk with a very large rifle that you didn't see kind of hidden in his uh, baggy mechanic's clothing out, like pointed at the ground, and he's power walking past Tetsu, who looks like he might make a move on him. I don't know if everybody has time to check their uh, comm units for my my very clear instructions of text. Uh, what what did Zeha say again in the most recent one? I wrote hold and then or not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Len will see that text and then just kind of like look towards Tetsu, try to catch his eye, but not say anything for the moment because yeah, he doesn't see the fallen person. Can Tetsu like kind of motion towards this guy? Sure. This guy's got his back towards you. He doesn't see you as a threat, like, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I don't think Tetsu would see Len come in. Uh, you probably heard the door. It's like, phew, phew. Yeah, I mean, if I know Len's there, then I'll kind of just give the shrug of, fuck this guy. Uh, Len, like, gestures with a tentacle towards his, like, uh, needle rifle that's kind of hanging off of his hip. He starts nodding. Okay, that's all I can do for my turn, but... With that, we watch in a different place in the world. Oh. What? Oh, don't no, do the more drop. drop. We see ourselves flying through space quickly as if through drift travel or maybe another form. We see ourselves fly outside of Leovara deeper and past the packed worlds. But we don't stop there. We keep going and keep going. The amount of time that passes is quite bothersome. Anyone knowing space travel at all could assume we're on the timeline of months instead of weeks or days. Eventually, our flight slows down to a deep, dark purple and black swirling planet, gaseous-like, with four multicolored rings intertwining each other around it. We stop a moment, as if on the top of a roller coaster, only to zoom forward quickly, as if being drawn to something. We find ourselves in the middle of the swirling gas as it swirls a moment, somewhat alive, and we watch something move behind the gas, a piercing icy blue eye opening slowly. As we zoom back to our crew, and that's where we'll take a break. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Wait, was a that the Lord Trump? Eye? Oh man, oh man. Now I'm even more confused. I have theories, but did so we, many. <laughs> did we wake up Cthulhu or something? 